Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal five diets to avoid in January, specifically for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So we're speaking to a lot of women over 40 at the moment who are looking to kickstart their fitness journey in January. Lots of women who are looking to drop a couple of dress sizes, fit back into all those favorite clothes after maybe a bit of Christmas weight gain, and then feel incredible wearing anything they like in 2022. And maybe you're looking to get these kind of results yourself. But one of the biggest sources of confusion for many women over 40 is what diet they should follow in January, like what's actually going to work for them. Because there are so many approaches out there. And it's really difficult to know which one is going to give fast and sustainable results in the mirror, especially for women aged 40 and over. Because the problem that women over 40 face is unique. So as women get older, their bodies and their hormones start to change, which can make it easier to gain weight around the middle and more difficult to lose it again with conventional dieting. So this means that many women start new diets in January only to see no results or see very slow results. And then they end up giving up after the first few weeks, all because most dieting approaches were never actually designed to work well for women over 40. Now, this leaves a lot of women feeling completely stuck. They're, they end up kind of not being able to fit into any of their clothes, having to choose what to wear based on covering up problem areas rather than choosing the things they like, trying all the different diets that worked in their 20s and 30s, but seeing zero results in the mirror, feeling completely powerless to get their weight and their waistline under control. And then this pattern can continue for the entire year until next January comes around, and they end up in exactly the same situation again, maybe a stone or two stone heavier, still wondering what actually works, what's actually going to get me the results I want. But the good news we have for you today is it doesn't have to be that way. And if you know which diets to avoid and which diets will work for you, it's possible to quickly and easily drop a couple of dress sizes before summer and be feeling amazing wearing anything that you like next year. And in today's podcast, we're going to discuss five of the most common weight loss strategies that don't work well for women over 40 and just tell you exactly what to do instead if you want to lose one to two stone over the next 12 weeks. So the first thing we're going to do is just give you a little bit of a grounding, like a foundation in what you need to do specifically as a woman over 40, because as you will well know, like all the women we speak to, you know, your body isn't the same anymore. It doesn't work the same way. Things are changing and there's two kind of key things that are changing. So the first thing that's changing is for a lot of women, this can happen quite early in their 40s. They can go through perimenopause and this can happen five to 10 years before kind of clinical official menopause. So this can happen in the early 40s, late 40s or for some people early 50s. But for most people, it's kind of in their in their early to mid 40s. And what you'll notice is due to changes in estrogen and progesterone, there can be big impacts on, on how your body works, how, where you store your body fats, you might be more likely to store it around the middle, what you can eat and get away with, your mood. And we do need to do something that's gonna work with those changing hormones. So that's the first thing we need to take into account is, is those changing female sex hormones around menopause. The second thing that you need to take into account is what's called the stress response. So for women over 40, this changes um, due to due to changes in in again menopausal hormones 
the stress response becomes very different. So what happens when your body's exposed to stress is it releases the hormone cortisol. This is the primary stress hormone. And the amount you release of cortisol and how long it stays in your system is called the stress response. And this increases with age. So it's three times higher for women than for men with aging. So as you get older, the stress response increases and it gets three times higher for women. So it becomes quite a big issue um, for three reasons, really, because if you have chronically high cortisol levels, so if this stress hormone is high all the time, this can lead to three things that really don't help with losing weight. So the first one is leptin resistance, which is a hunger hormone. And what this will mean is you'll have increased cravings, especially for comfort food, and you won't even feel full after eating. And maybe you've noticed this, that you've had increased cravings, you want more of that comfort food. The second thing that it can do, if you have this really high cortisol levels, is insulin resistance, which means you're more likely to store fat around the middle. That's where middle age spread. And then the third effect is thyroid deregulation, which is thyroid is the gland in the body that um, ultimately controls your metabolism. And if you have thyroid deregulation, your metabolism is going to slow down. And these things aren't inevitable. But if you overstress the body, this is what will happen. And your body is more sensitive to stress as you get older. So you need to keep stress levels on the body low. And we call these three things the weight gain triangle. So leptin resistance, insulin resistance, thyroid deregulation. And they make it harder for you to lose weight and easier to gain it if you don't keep your body's stress levels in check. So that's kind of the foundation. You need something that keeps stress levels on the body low and that work to minimize the impact of menopause if you want to see good weight loss results as a woman over 40. So today what we're going to do is discuss five of the most common weight loss strategies that we see women using that don't tend to work well for women over 40 and what to do instead to lose one to two stone in the next 12 weeks. So Ben, why don't you jump in with, with the first thing that we see a lot of people trying? So the first thing we see a lot of people trying is very low calorie dieting. So for example, things like 1200 calories a day or 800 calories a day. And there are a lot of approaches like this, for example, fast 800 people will do, which is a very popular one. People might try tracking calories as well. And, you know, some of the popular calorie tracking apps, they might suggest here's how many calories that you, you might want to eat. And a lot of the time it can be very low. It can be like 1200 calories or, or even less things like the five, two diet as well, where you're uh, restricting calories um, for a certain period of time in the week. And, all of these approaches which rely on restricting your calories and cutting down your food intake are all things that can work and you may be able to get away with when you're younger, where they don't really work that well for women over 40. When you restrict calories, the body basically perceives that as another source of stress. And as you were talking about before, Rob, if you add too much to that total stress um, on the body, you end up spiking cortisol, which then leads to those those same impacts again, leptin resistance, insulin resistance, thyroid deregulation. And all of that means it's harder to lose weight, easier to gain that weight, especially around the middle. And often people can't lose weight, even if they're starving and hungry all the time. So even if they're following these really low calorie diets, they'll be starving hungry. And also they're not gonna be seeing the best results in the mirror. So these low calorie diets, if you're over 40, I'd say this is definitely something you want to avoid going into next year. The solution to this then instead is to find a specific calorie sweet spot. So you want to find an amount of calories for you, which is high enough to avoid overstressing the body. So you're avoiding all of those hormonal, um, hormonal changes that can happen if you go too low with calories, but also low enough to consistently lose one to two pounds every week. And we basically calculate 
this for all of our clients, everyone who joins our Fit Over 40 program, we calculate this specifically for each person based off whether our clients are menopausal or not. We base it on their dieting history, what they've been doing previously to joining and working with us. We base it on their age, their height, their weight. And this means that our members are able to keep their stress levels low, enjoy eating all the things they like, not have to feel starving hungry all the time, but still lose one to two stone every 12 weeks. The key thing here is like, you don't need to restrict your calories. You don't need to cut them down to see the right, to see the best possible results. You just need to find that sweet spot of calories. And if you can do that, you can lose weight without all of those negative effects that you can come from low calorie dieting. So the next thing we're going to talk about then is another very popular um, option for people wanting to lose weight. And this is slimming clubs. And look, we'll be completely Honestly, there's lots of good benefits to slimming groups. So being part of a community can work really, really well. I think it's important. It's why we have a community inside our Fit Over 40 program. We have lots of events. They also give you some sort of plan or structure to follow, which again is important. Is Most people need that. And there's some sort of group accountability if you go along to those meetings. So if you go to the meetings where you stand on the scales um, to share your weight, there's some accountability because you kind of feel like you should succeed. But there also are quite a few issues too um, that tend to mean it doesn't work so well, especially for women over 40. So the first one is a lot of slimming clubs use a point system, but there's loopholes in that point system. So they'll use things like free foods and things like certain soups or bananas or salmon, some things that are actually quite high in calories, which means you know you could overeat actually kind of zero calorie or free food even pasta can sometimes be a free food and the problem with that is you could easily consume an extra 300 to 400 maybe even 500 calories a day of free food meaning that you cannot lose weight your body has to be in a calorie deficit to burn body fat and if you don't do that then you're not going to see any results in the mirror so it's a bit like with this point system with the loopholes kind of like pouring a glass of wine wearing a blindfold like it'd be very hard to pour the right amount even if you're very experienced, you know, you love drinking wine. Um, and, you know, you might even not know because some of it doesn't apparently count. So you might fill up the glass perfectly, but most likely you're going to get it under or over the correct amount. It's the same kind of thing with these point systems. It's quite vague. It's quite unspecific. And there's lots of loopholes. The second reason I also find that slimming groups really don't work well for women over 40 is that most slimming clubs don't include an effective exercise program. And this, this can be actually for a fairly sinister reason, because, if they encourage you not to exercise too much, especially something like strength-based training, and you combine that with really low-calorie dieting, what your body will do when it's on those low-calorie diets is it will burn muscle stores before fat. And muscle is the thing that makes you feel firm and toned. It's the thing that makes you feel useful, youthful. It's the thing that makes your arms toned so you don't have bingo wings. It's the thing that lifts your bum so it doesn't sag down. So what tends to happen is most of the weight loss you see, yes, you might lose quite a few pounds on the scales initially, but it's your body burning all its muscle, which will make you feel weaker, more flabby, more saggy, older. And it will make your metabolism slow, which makes it harder and harder to sustain weight loss. You're going to have to eat less and less and less as you continue to lose muscle on this kind of um, slimming club based approach. So really the solution to this is twofold. Firstly, we would recommend for all women over 40, we're going to come on to exercise next, that you do some sort of strength based training. We'll explain why that is to maintain that muscle so that you don't feel flabby and you do tone up and lift your bum and, and tone up your arms and get rid of your bingo wings and stuff like that and increase your metabolism. And then secondly, 
rather than using some sort of cryptic points-based system, you learn how to take control of your own nutrition. What's the right nutrition for you as a woman over 40? So you can always figure out the right solution, no matter whether you're eating out at a restaurant, whether you're eating at home, whether you're eating at a friend's house, whether you're picking something in the supermarket or from a takeaway, you always know how to pick something because you're not using this cryptic point system that you have to fall back on. You know what's right for you and you can you can, you can can pick out those things. And that's what we teach all of our members of our Fit Over 40 program to do so that not only can they lose one to two stone every 12 weeks, but they can also be really confident maintaining that long-term. So again, we don't recommend slimming clubs um, for women over 40 They can work for women in their twenties and thirties. When your body's kind of working a bit more optimally, you can kind of get away with some more liberties, like not doing the right kind of exercise and stuff like that. But as you get older, you can't really get away with these liberties. You need to do something that's going to work with your changing body or it's just not going to, it's not going to change. So the next thing that you might want to consider avoiding in the new year is doing loads and loads of running. So a lot of slim people do run. A lot of people who run, you know, you see them running down the street. They look fit. They look healthy. They can say they look in shape. So the assumption that most people make is that running must be good for losing weight, because if they're running and they look slim, they must have lost the weight by running. The reality is, though, running can work to stay slim if you're already slim and Running can also work really, really well for people in their 20s and people in their 30s. But running is not that effective for women who are over 40 who are looking to lose weight. And there's a few really good reasons why. So the first one is running is high impact. So every time you you put your foot down when you're running, every time you take a step, you put about four to seven times your body weight through your knees. And that's the equivalent of walking with a grand piano on your back in terms of the pressure that it puts on your knees and, and, in, and on your hips, just because it's amplified through the, through the actual impact of each step that you're taking. Now, this might be fine if you are 20 years old and you've got strong, strong joints and you've got no, no issues with any of the joints in your body at all. Um, and if you're not carrying extra weight in the first place, it might be absolutely fine. However, if you're carrying a bit of extra weight, you're getting into your 40s, maybe you've got sore knees, sore hips, sore back, some kind of joint pains coming along, which most of the women we work with do, it can just be too much of an injury risk. And you'll find that after a certain amount of time of running, you'll just start accumulating more and more injuries, eventually leading to having to stop doing the running altogether. And if you, if the running was the thing that was getting you the results and you have to stop doing it, then you're also going to stop seeing the results. The second problem with running is that it can be high stress. So if you find running hard, if you find that when you go out running, you find yourself out of breath, your heart rate is going through the roof, it's likely that it's also going to spike your stress hormone levels and it's going to trigger that weight gain triangle we talked about before, making it harder to lose weight and making it easier to gain it. So even if you are burning calories through your runs, your hormones can end up in a place where you're not going to see any movement happening on the scales. And the third problem with running is that it burns muscle. So cardio... And especially if you're doing kind of 30 minutes or longer duration is catabolic. So basically what that means is it burns muscle. So muscle is what makes your body feel firm, what makes your body feel toned, also keeps your metabolism high. So if you're doing lots and lots of running, you can just end up feeling flabbier and actually have to eat less just to maintain your weight, just because you've lost, you've lost muscle, you're less firm um, and your metabolism actually reduces as a result of that happening. So just to recap, the problems with running if you're over 40, first of all, high impact on your joints. So there's a high, high injury risk. 
Second of all, it's high stress. So it's going to affect your hormones and make it more difficult to see the results you're after. And thirdly, it's going to burn muscle. And the most key facts with that is you're going to get less toned. Your metabolism is going to slow down. So add all that together. And it's, it's just not the ideal way to, um, to exercise, to lose weight. And Rob's going to go through the next, the next thing to avoid now. And then at the end of that, Rob, I think Rob will give the solution to both running and this next thing that we're going to go through. So I'll hand over to you, Rob. Yeah. So the next thing we're going to talk about kind of similar to running, we're going to talk about gym classes, which is basically another form of cardio. It can kind of be masked as lifting weights. Um, things like body pump, for example, might use barbells, but really there tend to be more some sort of interval training, like high intensity interval training um, or cardio like spinning is. And the issue with these things are similar to running. First of all, they can be high impact. So a lot of hit training, they can involve like jumping up and down onto a box or doing burpees. And again, that's fine if you're young, if you're lean and you're not carrying ex any excess body fat. But if you are carrying a bit of excess weight, you're going to really put a lot more stress on your joints. It's also going to be really difficult and unpleasant to do to see good results. And for most people, that's going to lead to them needing to stop or wanting to give up because it's just so hard. And it doesn't have to be that hard. Like none of our clients do any cardio, like unless they want to for fun, which you can do, but it doesn't get good results. None of them do it. And um, they're still able to lose one to two stone every 12 weeks. So you don't have to do it. It doesn't have to be hard. So the first reason that kind of gym class is similar to running and can be an issue is because they can be high impact. Not all of them, things like spinning might not be high impact, but the other issue with them is they're often highly stressful on the body. Again, they're highly stressful, even more stressful than running in a lot of cases. So things like hip training, body pump, they're very high repetitions. They're not very controlled movements often not with the best technique, even though I'm not sure you would try if you're doing it to have a good technique because they're doing so much, they get you really tired and that's very stressful on the body. And again, that can be okay for women in the twenties and thirties whose hormones aren't changing and whose body can still tolerate higher stress levels, higher cortisol levels. But for women over 40, especially the type of women that we work with who are often already in quite stressful careers, you know, they, they've climbed up the, the career ladder, they, their email inbox is always full, they're always in back-to-back -back meetings. They're also responsible for the family life, maybe aging parents. It's all very stressful. This can just send their cortisol levels over the edge doing these really, really um, intense gym classes and then trigger that weight gain triangle again, all those things that make it harder to lose weight and easier to gain it. So for workouts, to lose weight effectively as a woman over 40, you need something that A, keeps stress levels on the body low to avoid spiking cortisol and having that elevated cortisol that causes that weight gain triangle. Secondly, it's gentle on the joints and low impact. So to avoid pain and injury, so you can stay consistent, you can keep doing it and it doesn't feel really, really difficult. And then thirdly, builds muscle. So you will firm up, you will tone up and you'll increase your metabolism. So not only will you feel more youthful again, lots of our clients comment how their bums lifted like it used to be 10, 20, even 30 years ago. Um, same with their arms, but also you can eat more and still lose weight effectively because you've increased your metabolism. So the way we do this is using something called list training. So low impact strength training um, that the members of our program use. They just do three sessions a week for 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes. So not really, not too long. Um, three to four sessions a week, 30 to 40 minutes. And they're able to lose one to two stone every 12 weeks with no cardio, no need to do running or anything like that. So the fifth thing that you might want to avoid would just be trying to diet by yourself with no support. The problem with this is it's really easy to fail in private. And most people, when it comes to January, the start of the year, they're going to feel really, really motivated. And that motivation will last for a certain period of time. 
more often than not, that's only going to be a couple of weeks. Might be a couple of weeks, might maybe stretch out to three or four weeks uh, for some people. But what usually happens then is life takes over. Something gets in the way. Work gets busier. Life gets more stressful. Something throws a spanner in the works. And then people are able to then give up. And there's no consequences to giving up. Because if you've got no accountability, no support there, you know, you're, you're not you're not actually um, in contact with somebody else who's helping you on that journey, you can give up and, and nothing's going to actually, uh, nothing's going to actually, that's not going to impact anything. In terms of my own fitness plans, um, I don't tend to sort of create or write my own fitness plans. If I do want to train for something at the moment, I'm, I'm training for sort of a mountain challenge that I'm going to do next year. Um, I'm not sort of coming up with that fitness plan by myself. I'll always follow something that somebody else has made. Because if I write my own plan, it's very easy for me to just uh, <laughs> to kind of give up on it if I if I get too busy, if something gets in the way. Back in the day, uh, me and Rob used to do a lot of training together in the gym. Um, when we were kind of students, we didn't have that much time. We didn't have that, that, much, um, that many responsibilities, didn't have too much on our plates, had loads and loads of free time. It was easy, you know, we could create our own training plans, we could follow those plans through, we had the time to sort of plan it all out and do it by ourselves. And also, thinking back, we were actually just accountable to each other. So, you know, Rob was training, I was training, we were training together, therefore we had that accountability of doing it together. But now I live separately to Rob, Rob lives uh, down south, I live up north. Um, we haven't got that accountability, but what both of us have done is for, for all the goals that we train for, have seeked out additional external accountability. So Rob does a lot of CrossFit. Um, so he's, you know, getting help and accountability and support there with coming up with what he needs to do, how much of it he needs to do, how often he needs to do it. Um, I do things, I do climbing, I do running. I'm doing kind of a running challenge and I'm accountable to a friend for that. I go climbing and I do that with a group of other people that are also helping me and motivating me to succeed. And by doing that, uh, by getting a program that you know is going to work for you, which is proven, which is going to get you results, and also having someone who's going to keep you accountable, it makes it a million times more likely you're going to succeed. And the reality of the situation is, if you were going to succeed on your own, you probably would have already done it. Like if, if you wanted, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing by you listening to this podcast, you want to lose some weight, you want to get fit, you want to get healthier. This is something that you want. And if you were able to do it by yourself, you wouldn't choose to stay in a position where you're not 100% happy with where you are, where you're not 100% happy with your body. If you could, if you could had all everything you needed to do it, you would have chosen to do it. You would have chosen to get yourself out of that painful place to get all of the results and everything that you want and to, to already have the results that you had. So the reality is there must be something missing or you'd already be there. You'd already have the results that you wanted. So the solution to this really, what I'd recommend is save yourself you can save yourself years, you can save yourself lots and lots of struggle, you can save yourself trial and error, lots of effort by getting a proven program, which is tailored to you. And then also having somebody else help you put that into action. So if you're already feeling kind of maxed out with work, with family, with everything else you've got going on, also trying to create and manage a fitness plan and fit that in to your life might just not be possible for you. And it's like, um, so, so to, to kind of give you an analogy, it's like if you were, if you needed to fix your car, let's say you needed to, to do the brake pads on your car. I'm capable of changing brake pads on my car, but the reality is I don't really want to go and spend a few hours lying down on the drive or figuring out how to do it, 
you know, struggling underneath the car. So what I do is I take it to a garage and I get somebody else to do it. And anything more complicated, like if, if you don't know how to fix something on your car yourself, um, it's much easier to find somebody who's already an expert, already knows exactly how to do it. They have the time to invest in doing it for you rather than learning how to fix a car yourself and then spending hours and hours and hours doing it on your own. So finding like a proven approach from somebody else who knows what they're doing and getting the right support to put that into action is exactly what one of our clients, Julie, did. So I'll let Rob go through and tell you exactly how that worked out for her. Yeah, so Julie, um, Julie's a busy working mom. She's just turned 50. And um, here's what she said about her journey. So she said, before I started Trinity, I weighed 92 kilos and I was the heaviest I'd ever been. I felt lethargic, unhealthy, embarrassed and unhappy. I was squeezing into size 14 elasticated waist and bursting out of size 16 tops. I've made, made, I have made amazing progress with Trinity from day one. I lost a stone in three weeks. I've just continued losing weight whilst gaining strength, energy and bags of confidence. I've lost 22 inches in 24 weeks and a total of 14.4 kilos, which is about two stone. Seven inches from my waist. I have a waist and my jeans are a size 12. I'm going to need a belt soon. I've never needed a belt in my life before. I wear fitted tops without needing to cover up over the top. I feel energized and motivated and excited to see what the next 12 week brings. I have a much flatter stomach and abdomen. I have waist definition and definition on my sternum. And I never knew this was a, a thing. I can buy clothes and be confident they'll fit, but not need to get used to confidently. Oh, but I need to get used to confidently buying smaller sizes. I have tons more energy and confidence and I no longer hide away from photographs. And I'm amazed at the comments I get from friends and family. Trinity has changed my life completely. So as you can see there, Julie was able to lose a stone in three weeks using the methods we talked about today. She didn't have to do any cardio, no running, none of that. Um, she didn't have to starve herself on really low calories. She did what was right for her body and her changing hormones. And she was able to lose a stone in three weeks, two stone in 24. And she's continuing to see great results now as well. So Ben, where can people go if they want to find out more about the approach Julie used and hundreds of other women like Julie have used um, to lose, lose one to two stone every 12 weeks? So to find out more about the best approach we'd recommend for women over 40 looking to lose weight this January, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can get all of the information on that page. Perfect. So thank you again for joining us for today's episode. That's just about it for today. We'll join you again next week for another episode and we will see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.